Welcome to We Are York, a podcast designed to dive into who we are as a community. My name is Stephen Postier, and I'll be interviewing various business owners, service club members, nonprofit directors, and other people from around York County, Nebraska. My goal is to find our why. Why York County, and why do people choose to call York home? This podcast is sponsored by Henderson State Bank, member FDIC. So I ask you to listen in on each episode as we discover another story about someone's why. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of We Are York. Um, I'm here with a special guest today. I've got Derek Dow. Um, the development coordinator at YCDC or York County Development Corporation. Um, he's actually started a podcast of their own through here called 17 County. I want to welcome to the show. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Stephen. I yeah. appreciate it. Appreciate a little bit of a crossover here. I've listened to a handful of your guys' episodes so far and it's been a great podcast to listen to. Thought it'd be a good way to just kind of reach out. Um, both talk about a little bit about YCDC if you're, you're up for it and then your podcast specifically what the what you're doing with that. I guess, Derek, you want to talk a little bit? I know you grew up here in York. Yeah. Um, what What led you to move back to the community and talk about you a little bit about your life and your position here at YCDC? Yeah, so um, moved back to York County in 2016 um, after I finished a year with my fraternity. I worked at, with Delta Upsilon International Fraternity in Indianapolis. Um, after spending a year there, I got tired of being on the road and you know, not really having a sense of community and having like a place of involvement. And so, you know, I was, I was helping kids and I was doing stuff that I really enjoyed, but I just didn't have that sense of community. And so that's what led me back to, to York. And so I just found a good uh, starter position with Cornerstone Bank. Uh, I started on their teller line um, as a head teller there at, at the main bank. Um, I showed up, did a real good job. Um, they took notice of that, and I applied for a correspondent banking position um, with them. Um, did that for a couple months. Turned out not to be the best fit for me um, in that position, uh, but I still was very grateful for Cornerstone to give me that opportunity and taking the chance on me. So I um, went back to the teller line working there, and then I didn't have a degree in financial services or anything like that, and so um, decided to move, move uh, part ways with Cornerstone Bank. Once again, I was very uh, grateful for the uh, year that I got to spend with them and uh, everything I learned from all the different leadership um, that I came in contact with. Um, so that was a great, great year. And so um, then I moved on to uh, another sales position here in the community. Uh, did that, moved up into a manager role uh, in that organization. And then um, a position became available here at York County Development Corporation. What would that have been? That would have been like October of 2018 would have been when I took the, or November of 2018 is when I took the position. I learned about it in October of 2018. Um, and at that point, I had become real involved with the community. I was a teammate um, for a couple years at that point in time. I was involved at the um, York Public Schools Community Foundation. I was a founding member with the York Young Professionals Group. So I've become really ingrained in the community and I knew I didn't really want to move away from here because of how great this community was. You know, growing up, there were so many opportunities and I wanted to, you know, raise a family back in this community because of all the great things that it provided to me. You know, I just felt obligated to come back and do my part to help 
um, raise the next generation and then do what I can for this community. And so um, that kind of ties into you know, what I do with here with uh, my professional career with York County Development Corporation. Um, I signed on, yeah, in November of 2018 as a development coordinator. And so I just finished up my full full year, first full year um, in 2019. So that was great. Um, so what exactly is a development coordinator? Yeah, so I'm in charge of housing and talent initiatives and projects within the community. Always looking for uh, potential projects for apartments, um, workforce housing, other uh, community development areas and things like that, like neighborhoods, um, and just looking to try and identify those. Um, we had a housing study. That's kind of what aims me in far what, what, what things I need to do. But um, yeah, that's kind of so what... Kind of work with the new houses that are uh, going up by the high school as well as the new apartment complex and help to kind of organize some of yeah the um i didn't uh spearhead the uh project that was something that was already kind of going when i was hired okay. onto my position um but yeah that uh, more projects like that um were are going to be what i'm going to be working on so yeah the projects up on 19th street and then the creekside apartments that are going in on nobes road there um kind of by the um lichty's appliances there Okay, and I know the uh, the buy rehab resell. Yeah, that's purchase been something rehab you've resell. Been pretty heavily involved in. Yeah, that was uh, one of my first kind of uh, programs that was mine and mine alone. Um, it was great. To explain a little bit more about the purchase rehab resell. Um, that was a program. Um, there was a partnership between Department of Economic Development, uh, the City of York, York County Development Corporation, and then the Southeast Nebraska Development District. Um, we all got together, DED awarded um, the city funds to purchase homes, and then um, upon purchasing the homes, they can invest $24,999 to rehab the home and do some new siding if it needed a new air conditioning unit, um, new water heater, um, things that aren't necessarily like cosmetic. It would uh, be something to um, just get the house into a more livable standard and so get those houses that are in that um, maybe forty to sixty thousand dollar range and you'll get them up into a little bit more of a, a quality and what people are kind of expecting to live in and so that program's gone really well um, we we had a target of hitting six houses by November of 2019 we fell a little bit short we only got to four houses at that time DED, DED did grant us an extension until May 8th of 2020 to get those other two houses done and I feel confident that we'll be able to get those houses done uh, but we were unable to secure the second round of funding that would have enabled us to do um, more houses we still have about um, just over a quarter of a million dollars to invest with this purchase rehab resell and then any funds that go back are reused over and over again so um, they can be used in perpetuity I yes. think is the word yes. um, that that will be able to use those funds until they run out um, so we're going to keep running that purchase rehab resale program in the community um, until those funds run out. Um, it would have been great to get another half million dollars to make the program go a little bit smoother and do a little bit more houses, um, but we're still very satisfied that we're able to develop our current housing stock and get them into a more livable condition. Very nice. So going a little bit into more of the podcast, um, what is the 
like I said, it was 17 County, um, mm-hmm. found on all the typical podcasts where you get them, Apple Podcasts, Google yep, Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher. Google, yeah, all that kind of fun um, stuff. So what, what exactly is the intent and uh, kind of your target market, who have you interviewed, um, the structure of it? Yeah, um, so 17 County was an idea of Lisa Hurley and Mitch uh, Roush. They kind of had the idea going back a while. Um, they revisited it once I came on staff. I, I had mentioned that podcasting was something that I was kind of interested in doing. Um, I listened to quite a few. And so I wanted to, you know, help, you know, bring that vision to life. And so um, our kind of idea with 17 County is we want to highlight the individuals who live in 17 County and have a kind of a unique story to maybe share with with the community. And so um, we try to interview as many different people from uh, all four corners of, of York County. So Henderson, Waco, um, Bradshaw, Gresham, York, McCool, um, Thayer, Lushton, all those communities. We're trying to uh, get people and to share their kind of stories and all the different things that they're doing. And so we've had, we interviewed 12 people for this first season. Um, episodes are released every Thursday, um, every Thursday morning. Um, we have those episodes come out. And so our first, I think we've had six episodes come out now. We've had, um, our first one was Christy Lona's. Um, your college professor, she shared her story of coming from, um, I believe she's from Alabama. She came down from Alabama or came up from Alabama with her husband um, after attending a Christian college down there. Um, and she's worked her way up through through the ranks. She started as, a, uh, I believe, an admissions officer at York College. And she's since moved up. She studied history down at that, I can't remember what school it was, down in Alabama. Uh, but she's since moved up here, and that's been really great. Um, our next episode was with, then we had Dade McDonald. Uh, he is the uh, principal down at McCool Junction. He's got a really neat story. He started in a metro as a principal, and he has since moved back. He grew up in western Nebraska, and so he was excited to um, come back into a small rural community. After that, we had Chris Bowler. Um, he is a legal counsel for Cornerstone Bank. Um, he also races modified cars down at McCool Junction. Um, and then he has a family business where they manufacture parts for little go-kart racers that people usually start in. Yeah. And so that was a really cool story just to kind of learn a little bit about him. Um, and he lives in the Henderson area. Justin Rodriguez is a coach here at the community, works at Jansen Ford. Um, he's not from here. He, he went to school and he grew up in California, lived in Oklahoma for a while. And so he's been everywhere, but he really settled on York because he, he loves the passion of the community and how involved this community really does gets and really supports um, everyone within our community. So he's really found a love for that passion within our community. Uh, Blake Woodruff came out uh, last week, uh, last Thursday. Um, that was a, a great interview with someone who grew up in the community. Blake's from here, went to school at UNL. We crossed paths a lot while we were at university together. So we touched a little bit on that and the reason why we both came back. That's been good to listen to Blake, kind of share his reason for coming back. Um, and then Matt Bracken, uh, another individual who grew up in the community, um, did some fun stuff at UNK as a football coach, got to learn from some head coaches and, and bring that knowledge back to York. And uh, he's a coach on the, the football staff here. And so he's learning underneath Glenn Snodgrass and phenomenal person as well. 
And then we got Pam Peterson coming down the pipeline, Ben Mohorn, Chad Stretlin, Luke, Luke Fochman, Tim Carr, Chris Holder. Um, some people will recognize those names. Um, a couple of them are teachers. Pam Peterson and Chris Holder are the two that I am most excited for. All of them are great, uh, but I'm really excited to listen to share Pam Peterson and Chris Holder's story. Pam has been so influential in this community with her involvement with uh, NASA and the sciences, and she's a recent, um, I'm going to mess this up, but a presidential award for mathematics and science teaching or something like that. Yeah. And she's she's crushing it. And then Chris Holder has been a phenomenal teacher in this community for a certain amount of time. And it's unfortunate that she's retiring this year, but mm-hmm. I'm very excited that people get a kind of share her story or learn about her, about her story in April. So that's going to be the last one in our podcast. And so I'm very excited for that one to come out. And so Chris has been a huge impact on my life, probably on your yeah. life as well. Uh, I don't think there's anyone who's gone through that high school that's gone on to try and do something who can't say that Chris Holder was the one that maybe pushed that them helped and, yeah. and get them to where they wanted to be. Yeah, definitely. So I'll be excited to hear those as they come out and, um, follow up on, on the ones that people haven't listened to. I definitely encourage to go out and listen to some of those others. I've gotten a handful of them done and there's a lot of interesting stories and um, both here in season one. I'm assuming there'll be future seasons as well. Yeah, I'm That'll just looking be... through my notes right now and I have one, two, three, three seasons and then I have like four mini seasons in the pipeline. Now. Okay. They're like two or three weeks long. So Very nice. So that, that'll be cool to kind of keep up. So again, encourage everybody to subscribe to it so you do get those updates automatically. I'm assuming um, you guys will also post them out on your Facebook. Yeah, we're always sharing LinkedIn, them out. LinkedIn, Twitter, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, you can find uh, them on our Facebook, uh, York, York Devco, on our Twitter, um, at York Devco. Um, and then, yeah, wherever you find your podcast, 17 County. No hyphen, no nothing, just 17 County. Okay. So having both grown up now in York and having your professional life back here in York, what is something you would say that you really, truly appreciate about York County? Oh man, um, just how I don't, you know, having gone away and lived in some other communities and things like that and lived in Lincoln for a while, um, just how safe I feel in this community and how involved that you can be in this community. So when I was working in Indianapolis and then I was living in Maine and, and, um, outside of Chicago and Evanston. It was really tough to like break in to those like uh, volunteer things. You either had to know someone there or you had to, you know, fill out a form and apply to be a volunteer or they would just, if they didn't know you, they didn't, they weren't comfortable with you coming into their group. And so that was, that was really tough um, as someone who was very involved all through high school, college, in my professional career to not have those extra things to turn to when I you know, don't have anything else to do. I'm not one to just sit around and do nothing. And so um, just to have, be able to have those opportunities in York County are, are incredible. I mean, there's so many different uh, service groups in the community, um, you know, from Rotary to Optimist Club to Morning Sertoma to the Young Professionals Group to the Lions Club to York General Auxiliary. Um, to the Wild Hog uh, Motorcycle Club that exists in the community that does a lot of nonprofit fundraising. Um, there's just there's just so much to do um, here, and uh, I think some people get stuck in their small town 
you know, oh, it's only a town of 8,000. What is there to do? We don't have much to do. We don't have a gigantic fancy bowling alley. We don't have all these other different entertainment options. You know, we don't have 20 screen movie theaters and anything like that. But, you know, what we do have in York is a version of all of that. And so, <clears throat> you know, we don't have 20 theaters, but we do have a three screen, you know, movie theater in town that gets all the big um, blockbusters that come out. And they just put in brand new seats there. They just put in brand so. new seats. So, yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, we have a bowling alley um, that's been in business, that's been locally run for um, 40 plus years probably. And, um, you know, we have, you know, parks and we have dog parks and we have outdoor recreation and, and other things like that. We, we have a nightlife that may not be your version of, of a nightlife of like Lincoln and Omaha, but, you know, there still are great restaurants in our community where you can um, go and have a great meal, whether that's in York, going to chances are La Cocina or any of those other great restaurants in town or going to McCool Junction and, and stopping at Carrie's Restaurant. Or going over to Perks in Henderson for Friday night pizza. I mean, that's that's one of the best things that um, that's offered. I mean, going over to Hunter's Lounge in, in Waco for for wings, or going up to Central Prairie Creek in Benedict. I mean, I could go on and on with all these different <clears throat> small towns that have these great um, facilities, and they're so willing to have outsiders come in. I mean, they want you to come in and celebrate, you know, their community. This podcast will come out after tonight, so it'll be okay to say that I'm taking Monica and the girls there to Friday night. But they pizza. don't know yet. Yeah, they don't so know yet. It's no, not a it's, surprise. It's yeah, a surprise. No surprise ruined. Um, but it's uh, they're having crab rangoon pizza. Oh, what? So I'm I saw that when I was there for coffee the other day, and I'm like, huh. I wonder how they do wonder, that. Yeah, so we'll go check it out. <laughs> Got to check that out. So yeah, let's save a night of cooking and head out and grab some food. No but, doubt. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so. I love <laughs> that Perks has become what it is over there in community mm -hmm. in Henderson. That's well, so cool. When they have Veronica, that's that's always a favorite of mine. And mm -hmm. I mean, granted, they've got their uh, smorgasbord coming up in Henderson here yep, yep, in a in couple March, of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And the German that's smorgasbord. That's always, yeah. uh, always a key thing to go to, but I found out Perks has it every so often on a, like a Sunday for lunch. They'll, oh, really? they'll have a Veronica. So I always try to make it over there when I find that out too. No doubt, but, yeah. Um, all right, well, um, getting towards the end here, but uh, do you have anything in particular, um, maybe just around economic development, economic development in general, that maybe there's a common misconception that you'd want to quell out there or um, things that people kind of typically believe that economic development is that it really isn't, if that makes sense? Yeah, so um, I think the one thing that, you know, uh, I was just writing kind of an article about this, funny, um, you know, Economic development is more than bringing in those H3 jobs. And when I say H3 jobs, I mean uh, high skill, high demand, high paying. You know, it's more than bringing in those jobs. Um, it is those things, but it's much more, you know, it is expanding our current businesses within our community and making sure they're growing and being successful. But that's not all we focus on. There's, there's things that go, other parts of the puzzle that go with that. And so we need, you can't have businesses grow if you don't have um, a place for those employees to put their head at night. So you need to have houses, you need to have quality housing, you need to have a variety of housing. Not everyone who moves here is gonna be able to afford you know, $170,000 home or more. Um, maybe they'll need to have a, a rental for that first year or maybe a starter home in that um, 140 to 160 range or less. Um, we need to have workforce housing because not everyone's blessed with the ability to go to a 
um, a four-year school or a two-year school um, or have a, a family that can support them through that. So we need to have workforce housing so that way they have a place to go and put their head at night and then they can save money so that way they can better themselves and whether it's through their employer um, getting them you know, educated and moved forward or it's them just taking it upon themselves. You know, they, they know they don't want to be in that position forever. And so housing is a big part of that. And then quality of life is another huge part that um, I think gets kind of forgotten, um, but it's starting to get more attention. So people aren't going to move to, I mean, most people are going to move to a community because there's a, a job and a house and everything fit for them. But if all things are equal, it's going to come down to the community. You know, does it have quality schools? Um, does it have parks where I can take my family out and we can have some you know fun during those spring days or summer days um, are there um, things for me to do as far as entertainment can I be involved in the community can I uh, feel like this place belongs to me do I feel like you know not an outsider and so um, those are some other parts that kind of go into economic development I think some people kind of forget about you know they want so many people want to see the businesses come in or a brand new business that brings in a hundred jobs and while that is great you're not going to get those every year or every five years or something those are projects that come you know every few years and you know mm -hmm. few and far between sure. and so it's even harder these days because there's no white knight that's going to come in and invest in this town and say you know i see this potential in this community i'm putting two million into this community i mean we love to see those when those do happen, but those just aren't around the corner or aren't, aren't knocking at our doors always. And so um, we need to invest within our community. So we need to grow our current businesses and make sure that they're being successful and flourishing. We need to support all the small businesses that are within our community. And, you know, as easy it is to push, you know, amazon.com and um, buy something, put it in your cart and have it at your front door and 48 hours that's very easy amazon isn't paying for your child's um youth baseball t-shirt amazon isn't supporting that that soccer league <clears throat> so we need to really support those small businesses and make sure that they're flourishing you know it's real simple just to get in the car and drive to lincoln maybe it isn't simple when you have kids um get into a car and drive to lincoln and you know spend an afternoon there but then you got to pay for gas, you got to pay for the meal while you're in Lincoln, which may be a little bit more expensive because you're in Lincoln and they have all their fun sales taxes there and arena taxes. You know, while it may be easy to go there, um, you're really not saving much money by doing all that. And so being able to find those things and shop local as often as you can has a huge impact. You know, every dollar that leaves our community is really tough to kind of rein back in. And so um, the more that we can do to support our local businesses is a huge thing in it. Getting here at the end now, is there any questions or topics uh, we didn't cover that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Or um, No, I've been um, you know, very happy. Yeah, I'm thankful for you to have me on here and give me a platform to kind of uh, share a little bit of is that what it is that York County Development Corporation does. Um, a lot of people I don't think are familiar um, with YCDC or they may... Um, have the the common one we get is oh you're just the chamber yes and no I mean the we share a building with the chamber and we we partner with the chamber on a lot of things but we are two separate entities we have two separate missions um, 
they're aiming towards usually the same thing, um, but we're, we're trying to achieve different things. And so, um, but, but with the ultimate goal of supporting York um, and York County. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful uh, to be in this community. I'm very thankful for all the opportunities this is community has provided for me and um, I look forward to uh, doing my part and giving back to this community over the next 40-50 years you know until uh, they put me in the dirt here. <laughs> <laughs> so well thank you Derek and uh, um, look forward to the rest of your podcast. No I appreciate it yeah then once again thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear others, check out our website, hendersonstatebank.net backslash podcast. You can subscribe to be one of the first people to hear the latest We Are York episodes. We're listed on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow Henderson State Bank on Facebook for new information or to send me a message if you've got a business in the community you'd like to hear more about. I'm Stephen Postier. Thank you for listening to We Are York. Until next time.